0: Fresh, dynamic, and totally prepared. Here's Patricia Raskin with Positive Living on the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. Welcome
1: to Positive Living the program that brings you practical and inspiring principles for living more authentic, engaging, and passionate lives. Created by Patricia Raskin, a catalyst for positive change. All comments, views, and opinions expressed on this program are solely those of the host, guests, and callers.
2: Now, with Positive Living, here's Patricia Raskin. Hi, everyone.
3: I'm Patricia Raskin, and welcome to Positive Living, You know, I'm always happy to be on Voice America because Voice America believes that information is power, the Internet is the future, and the future is now, and so do I, and that's why I'm here. My program, Positive Living, brings you practical solutions and positive principles to help you live happy, empowered, and successful lives. And you can call us. We are here on Mondays at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific, at 888-335-5204, and we are rebroadcast on Saturdays at 3 p.m. Eastern and noon Pacific. And you can also log on to raskinresources.com, which is my website, and get a copy of my book, Pathfinding, Seven Principles for Positive Living, as well as listen to the archived programs that are on my site. We have a great show for you today, and we are talking about positive living, which of course is what we always talk about. My guest is Tom Robinson, and Tom Robinson is a chronic illness coach, which is very interesting. We hear about coaching. We hear about chronic illness, but we often don't hear about somebody who is committed to living an extraordinary life when you have a chronic illness. And we have that person on today. Welcome, Tom Robinson.
1: Thank you very much, Patricia. I'm glad to be here.
3: Good. Um, tell us, did you? It almost sounds like you created this kind of coaching. That this is certainly we have coaches, but we don't think of it in terms of coaching when you're chronically ill, and yet probably the best time to do it so you can have the best kind of life
1: you want. Absolutely. Uh, I think it's, and, and you're very generous to say that I created it. I don't take all that credit. However, I did see a need there. I do have a chronic illness myself, Crohn's disease that I dealt with for nine years and didn't have the benefit of somebody to work with. Mm-hmm. And when I went into remission, I saw a big need there and I thought this was something I would love to do. It would be much more satisfying than the engineering work that I've been doing for my previous during my previous life. Mm-hmm. So, and I'd always wanted to do coaching and work like that, and so I made the career change at that point.
3: Mm. And so you just decided that this is how you, what you were going to do I
1: and, and, and just started, I started. started doing it. Right, exactly. How
3: did you find people? I mean, how did you start to, to get the word out?
1: Um, I found people. I, I went to a web designer and got a website up, and I thought that would be enough. It turned out it wasn't. But my sister-in-law has MS, and so she graciously agreed to be my first client and turned out to get a lot of value in the word spread, and I've gotten more clients since, and each mm. one I enjoy you know, tremendously. So how does
3: what you do differ from therapy or differ from any life coach? Are there different considerations, Tom, when you have a, a chronic condition?
1: Uh, those are both very good questions. And let me first talk about uh, how it differs from therapy. Um, what I do is I work with people to meet, specifically meet the challenges, the new challenges they, they have because of their chronic illnesses. And then after that, I help them discover what they want to do with their life. Um, I give them the tools and support they need to meet those goals and work towards their dreams. Now, not like a, unlike a therapist, I don't go with my clients into their past or resolve their childhood traumas. What I do is very practical and pragmatic. So it's focused on, okay, now you have this illness. What are you going to do? You know, you have... A lot of life left. What are you going to do with it? Now, to c- contrast myself, uh, compare myself with other coaches, and there are a lot of other coaches and very good ones out there. Um, the chronically ill you know, people with chronic illness often find themselves with um, needing to be understood, needing to to have other people know what their life is like, really like, and they don't get that mm-hmm. a lot of the time, and so. What I provide is that opportunity because I have a chronic illness myself, and I'm an empathetic, very empathetic person. We start out with that, and that really opens up the space for them to uh, have possibilities in their life again. Mm-hmm. So, that's a so I think what
3: you're saying is you 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 just you listen to exactly what their situation is, yes, and do. you from where they come from, and you look at well, how can you have an extraordinary life from where you are. We all have different vantage points. Right. So someone may not be able to do something someone else can, but they can do something else.
1: Right. And I don't tell them what they want. I listen to them and draw it out of them because we all want something. We all want an extraordinary, wonderful, satisfying, fulfilling life. Sometimes that gets lost when life becomes overwhelming, but it does not disappear.
3: But, you know, I've got a question, and I said this off-air to you. In a way, don't you think we all have something? I mean, it may not be a chronic, chronic physical illness. It could be, you know, an emotional thing that keeps coming up and impeding us. I mean, don't, in some, at some point in our life, don't you think all of us say something that?
1: Uh, there's no question you know, about it. We all do. Uh, and, and, you know, I encourage people. I'm, I've chosen this group of people to work with. It's very obvious, and I have the tools and, and the experiences to do that. But what you're saying is absolutely
3: true. Right. But how do you deal with somebody? Who you know is having an incurable disease, where you know they could die at any time, and they're fighting depression. How do you help that person?
1: Well, where I come from, is satisfaction and fulfillment in life don't come from money, they don't come from things, they don't come,
4: they don't even come from
1: good health. Those things are all nice, but there's a lot of people, as we both know, who have those and they're not happy. So what, what it's really about is what do you do with your life. Now, these people have specific challenges, and I work with them to meet those challenges, whether it's medical care, uh, family communication, or things like that. And then once that happens, then we talk about, okay, what are you going to do with your life? How can you use uh, what you've gone through to help others? Mm -hmm. Tom, Um,
3: do you ever work with caregivers, folks that, you know, are taking care of spouses or family members?
1: I talk with them. I don't coach them. However, I will say that what I do working with my clients... Right. It's not in in isolation with, you know, everything else in their lives. I mean, it's about their families, and it's um, having them recognize that their family members and other people have their own needs, too. I mean, they get upset at these other people, and I help them say, well, wait a second. These people have their lives and their concerns, and you need to be aware of that as well Mm -hmm. as let them know what your needs are. So I improve the whole dynamic. I mean, I work to improve with them the whole dynamics and communication and interaction. So everybody benefits, although I specifically coach the people with
3: chronic illness. Mm-hmm. Okay. Is there any one common theme, Tom, that runs through your coaching? Is it um, in terms of maybe specific needs of folks that have um, chronic illness issues, or is it yes,
1: very yes, different? Yes, 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 there is, Patricia, I'll, I'll say that. there. I mean, there's, there's lots of things I talk about. The thing I keep coming back to again and again and again with people with chronic illness is to give themselves the understanding and compassion, uh, give themselves just unlimited understanding and compassion. That often gets dropped out. People with chronic illnesses often feel guilty, responsible, like they're a burden, all kinds of these negative things, in addition to what the, uh, the challenges of the illness itself. And I have them step back and say, okay, now, if, if you had a good friend who had the same illness that you did, how would you feel? Well, you would be compassionate and understanding and say, you know, it's, life is really tough, so, you know, give yourself a break, and give yourself a break is kind of trite, but that's really where you need to start. And then just, just as you would with that person, you give them compassion and give them a hug and just all the love and empathy you can. And I tell people, you know, people in their lives can't always give that to them, but they can always give it to themselves over and over and over again. I can't overstate that too much.
3: Mm-hmm. So it's, again, it's learning how to love yourself.
1: It's learning how to love yourself. I mean, you're just as lovable with a chronic illness as you would be without one.
3: Yeah, and that's, that's easy to say. It's not always easy to get people to understand.
1: That That is true, and that's why I'm here. Exactly. And, and, and I give them specific ways to do that, and we come back and talk about how well it went. And okay, we try something different, or if that was you know, great, that went, worked well, um, keep it up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
3: Give an example. We have a couple minutes before break. Give one example of an exercise you've given someone that has really helped them.
1: Um, I create, I have them create an imaginary twin. Mm. And I say, okay, now tell me about this twin. What, you know, they have this same condition you do. How, how do you interact with him? What do you tell them? What suggestions do you make? I, I've done with this of this with several clients. So that's, that's one specific suggestion, and there are more I could give you. Mm, okay.
3: All right, so if people want to get a hold of you or work with you or, or learn about your work, they can go to chronicillnesscoach.com.
1: Yes, that's the best way to find out about me and get in touch with
3: me. And you have a newsletter.
1: I have an easing, a monthly easing with uh, tips to live the kind of life we're talking about. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, you do, from how to get the right medical care to, um, you know, how to find a good telephone coach. I mean, all you have know, quite a bit in here. Yeah, um, I, I've got very it. good
1: feedback on, on the tips and the things that I send out, but people find that very helpful. And I'm all glad right. to do it.
3: And how to take care of yourself when your illness takes a turn for the worse.
1: When you get depressed, which, what a lot, which happens a lot with people with chronic mm-hmm. illness, what to mm-hmm. do then. You also have Q&A here, questions and answers. Right. And and people are welcome to write me with their questions, and I will respond directly as much as I can and put their question in the in I have an Ask the Coach section in my mm-hmm. right.
3: Do mm-hmm. you have one here where Ask the Coach, my husband is a good person and father, but he's not willing or able to understand how much pain I'm in because of my lupus. What do I do?
1: Right. Um, and that that happens a lot. I mean, when you don't have a chronic illness, it's really hard to imagine what life is like with mm-hmm. one. And, and start there. And, you know, I, I, I think I told that person I don't have it right in front of me, but to acknowledge them for the good qualities, the, the husband for the good qualities that he did have. Mm-hmm. And then go on and say, you know, if you could, if you can't understand what it's like for me, it would really make a big difference for me. Mm-hmm. And then then you go on and either he will or he won't. But if people, you know, aren't in
4: marriages to
1: make each other unhappy, so they, they do strive as best they can to do what the other person right. wants and right. They...
3: All right, we're going to take a break. My guest is Tom Robinson, and he is a, a coach. He's a chronic illness coach for folks who have chronic illness. He works with them to help them live extraordinary lives. His website is chronicillnesscoach.com. And uh, when we come back, we're going to talk about more examples and more questions. We can certainly take your questions. Our number is 888-335-5204. Positive Living is on voiceamerica.com, America's Voice, on Mondays at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific, and we broadcast on Saturdays at 3 p.m. Eastern and noon Pacific. And the shows are archived on my site, raskinresources.com. Stay tuned, folks. There's plenty more. We'll be right back.
2: For an autographed copy of Patricia's new book, Pathfinding, Seven Principles for Positive Living, log on to RaskinResources.com.
0: Information you need, when you need it, VoiceAmerica.com.
2: Tune in every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific time to Voice America for True Life in God with Betsy Serapin. On the show, Betsy will talk about the importance of having God in your life, as well as discuss how God is calling Christians to come together in the heart. So make it a point to tune in to True Life in God every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time right here on America's Voice, voiceamerica.com. In today's world, it's hard to find the truth with anything. Is there
4: such a thing as the truth?
2: Where and how can I find it?
4: Will someone just give it to me straight? Tune in every Monday at 4 p.m. Pacific to Mario Dot, an exciting new show that will give it to you straight every time and tackle the truth behind everything from political issues and crime to vocational and career counseling. So log on and tune in every Monday at 4 p.m. Pacific on America's Voice, VoiceAmerica.com.
3: This is Dr. Pat Vasili, and I am America's Voice, VoiceAmerica.com. Amen.
0: The defendant, having been found guilty, is sentenced to a term of five years imprisonment. The defendant will be remanded to custody immediately.
2: On June 4th, my big brother was sentenced to five years in prison for a gun crime. That day, he sentenced me to five years of walking home alone from school.
0: When you commit a gun crime, your family pays the price. Gun crimes hit home. A public service announcement brought to you by Project Safe Neighborhoods and the Ad Council.
4: Tune in every Friday at 8 a.m. Pacific Standard Time to Voice America for Global Security with Victor Plezner. Global Security is the show that covers international security issues for all walks of life since 9-11 and what the future may present to keep our world safe. You will hear from leaders of global security companies as well as authors of books on law enforcement and terrorism. So join us Fridays at 8 a.m. for Global Security with Victor Plezner right here on America's Voice, voiceamerica.com.
0: Continuing to be the authority in Internet talk radio, you're listening to VoiceAmerica.com.
3: Hi, everyone. We are back. You are listening to Positive Living, and I'm Patricia Raskin. And I have been on VoiceAmerica.com, America's Voice, for three years. I have another Positive Living show where I live that's been on the air eight years, and I believe in positive living. I believe that we can find our positive principles, we have practical solutions, we can live the kind of life we want to live, no matter what our circumstance, which is what we're talking about today. You can call us at 888-335-5204. Positive Living is on Mondays at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific, and we broadcast on Saturdays at 3 p.m. Eastern and noon Pacific. We're talking today about chronic illness and how can you live an extraordinary life through your chronic illness. My guest is Tom Robinson, who has a chronic illness, and he is a life coach, but he specializes in working with people with chronic illnesses, and he helps them really perfect their life, have a great life, and live an extraordinary life. Welcome back, Tom.
1: Thank you, Patricia.
3: So, And you have, what is the the illness that you are struggling with? I have
1: Crohn's disease. I've had it for nine years. It's currently mostly in remission and I get to lift the, you know do the things I want but I've had times where I felt like I'd be better off dead
3: well and and I guess that's the, that's how where I want to um, talk about next how do you encourage those people who get those feelings that you just said just you know lethargy hopelessness giving up how do you lift them up Tom
1: um, well several ways but I don't feel like I do lift them up. I mean, what I ask them is to visualize, imagine what life would be like and point out that people have recovered from where they are and help them get in touch with what really matters to them. And then also, uh, like we, I said in the last segment, to have, you know, just unlimited uh, understanding and compassion and, and empathy for themselves going through this. It's tough and just, you know, I mean, literally... Just like they would hug a child or a spouse or you know, somebody else that they cared deeply about. Because, you know, I, I'm not saying that it's not hard. It is hard when, you're, when you have these kinds of severe chronic illnesses. They fluctuate and you can have good times. And that's, that's the thing that we look at is because you're feeling awful right now doesn't mean that's the rest of your life. Right.
3: What about support groups for folks?
1: Um, I think support groups can be very valuable. Uh, I mean, getting together with other people who can understand you immediately, you know what life is like, can be a really good help. And they have ideas, and you can share ideas and support each other. I think it's really helpful also to help other people. I mean, you gain when you do that. The one caution I want to say, though, is that a lot of support groups, maybe um, the majority of them, don't do that very well. They um, People go in there and they tend to complain about how hard life is. And we need to do that a certain amount. But after that, then then you need to move on. Okay, now how can I make a difference here, improve the quality of my life, and then contribute to the world? Which is Mm -hmm. what I think we're all here to do. So I think it's important to find the right support group. And I highly encourage people to do that. Don't stay in one that doesn't you know, serve your needs That where people continue to complain. Say, hey, this is not serving us. Let's change. And if that doesn't help, then find a better support group. Mm
3: -hmm. Okay. So what you're saying is stay away from the negative thinking and the complainers because it will drag you down.
1: Right. And and the other thing, just one little more item about support groups. Uh, One thing you may want to try, and there's not a lot of them out there, unfortunately, right now, but hopefully there will be, is telephone support groups and they – the reason I say that is because when you do it by phone, um, it it can be wonderful, and you don't have to get out of your house. That's right. You know, if you're not mobile, you can still participate. And also, you may have a lot of people with chronic illnesses have problems that are, that are embarrassing to talk about, right. bladder and bowel and sexual problems. Right. And when you're on the phone, it's much easier to be truthful about these kinds of things. And when you are truthful, that's when you really... Uh, well, and
3: also, if you can create a, like a yeah. conference call support group where you each call each other by your first name, like you said, it's fairly anonymous, but you can still talk and share with many different people.
1: Right. So uh, it's very important to create a safety for yourself because it's hard enough having a chronic illness. I think you need to feel safe with other people. Right. Um, but being with other people and, and supporting each other is is really helpful for people, those of us with chronic illnesses.
3: When a person has a chronic illness, Tom, should they tell his or her employer about the disease, and if
1: so, how? Um, there's there's no hard and fast rule for that, at least I don't think there is. Now, if they're going to need special accommodations from the beginning, then clearly they have to um, tell the employer about that. And I'm assuming that the person you know, who's working for the employer is able uh, by themselves or with accommodations to do the um, meet the requirements of the job. But once they can do that, you know, I don't see the general rule is that they need to tell the employer unless a situation arises, like you know, they need extra time off for medical care or doctor's visits or things like that,
4: where it's necessary
1: to do so. The one thing I tell people is that know your rights, which vary from state to state, and and stand up for them and. You know, it's probably not surprising that if you send an email to an employer, to your manager or a higher level official in the company, and you copy um, oh, an attorney who specializes in workplace rights, you're often going to get better results than you would mm-hmm. otherwise. So so those are the things that I would say about notifying an employer about your illness. So you have to be a little careful about it. You do have to be careful, no question about it. Yeah. You know, because there are some employers that are very understanding and there's many others that aren't, so you do have to be careful. Okay. Let's read
3: one of your email questions from your Ezine. Ask the coach. Um, let's see. Let's see if we can find a really, really good one. Um, unless you have one that somebody has asked you recently that you would like to share with us.
1: Uh, no, go ahead.
3: Okay. Let's
1: find one here.
3: Um, I think... Well, I'm not finding a question right here, so let me ask you my own question. Sure. Which is, what do you say to people who kind of have the yo-yo, Tom? It's like they talk to you and they're great. They go and they do your exercise and they're great, and then something sets them back and they call you up and say, Tom, this just happened and I just feel awful.
1: That's a good question, Patricia. Um, what I would tell you or whoever said, asked me that is um, – to know that that's going to happen. I mean, lots of our chronic illnesses are chronic and they go up and down like, you know, our conditions go up and down like yo-yos. And during those times when we're up, then we can do things to prepare for the times when we're going to be down again. Mm. Uh, we can write a letter to ourselves mm-hmm. saying, you know, you could say, Dear Patricia, um, when you're I know you're reading this letter because you're down right now, but I want you to know you've been in good, a good place Many times in a good place in the past, and mm-hmm. that's going to happen again. Here's some things you can do to take care of yourself and help move you forward. Mm-hmm. But I just, and also, mm-hmm. again, I'll go back to it, Patricia, because it's really important during that time. And you know, when you're in a good place, you can tell yourself, now, if you're feeling bad, take care of yourself. Be understanding and empathetic. Mm-hmm. You know, give yourself as much love and understanding as you possibly can. Right. You deserve it.
3: And sometimes I have found, and I found this in my own life, where I'll be fine, and then a situation will come along and will set me back. And then I have to basically do self-talk and say, wait a minute, wait a minute, you know, it's this situation that's setting you back, and if you were over here, how would you feel? So that I understand that it's... That Not it, you. Right. Or that, yes, it puts me back into another state of mind, but that, you know, I was I was okay before and I'll be okay again.
1: Exactly. You'll be okay again. When you really get that, that makes a tremendous
3: okay let's read a question here this is a person who has fibromyalgia i have fibromyalgia and i have found enzyme replacement therapy to be tremendously helpful in lessening my symptoms and improving my health but when i tell others with fibromyalgia how good enzyme replacement therapy is and recommend they try it they get upset with me what can i do to get them to listen
1: that's a good question and um I thought that was interesting. It's not a typical question, but people who have found, have found something that works for them um, can get on a um, can get on a roll and, and become preachers and, and think they found the answer, and then it should work for everybody else. And everybody else should hear about this and try it. And um, that, you know, as we know, when people do that to us. We don't appreciate it. Mm. What she can do is share this information and say, you know, if you're interested, I'd love to tell you about it and, and have you try it. But she needs to let other people choose what they work, even if she thinks hers is better. And maybe it is, but we all need to make our own choices. Mm-hmm.
3: Um, and you can't, you can't force people to listen to you. You I mean, can't really force people to, to
1: listen to you. I mean, even if you're miraculously cured from cancer, and many people are, um, you still can't force that on others. They have to discover it for themselves. And sometimes they don't, and that's sad, and that's, that's life. But the best we can do is, is tell others and let them make their own choices.
3: Mm-hmm. So it, it, So do you think, um, and, and let's spin off on her question to you. If you found something that really helped you, let's say, with Crohn's, would you write about it or tell people, or would you kind of just be quiet about it and let people find out, or would you wait until you felt someone had an interest and then tell them.
1: It would depend on the situation. Uh, if I felt they were open to it and it would help them, I would tell them my experience. Okay. I would not tell them that they should do it. Um, in, in my coaching, I don't tell anybody what they should do. Mm-hmm. I tell them what's worked for me and what's worked for others, and I think you know, it would be worth their consideration. And then I respect their choice, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. And so I, I, that's how I would go about it.
3: All right. Well, we're going to take a break. My guest is Tom Robinson. He is a coach, but he coaches, coaches people who have a chronic illness, and he is committed to the chronically ill living extraordinary lives. You can call us at 888-335-5204. Positive Living is on Voice America, America's Voice, on Mondays at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific, and we broadcast on Saturdays at 3 p.m. Eastern and noon Pacific. Stay tuned, folks. We will be right back.
2: For an autographed copy of Patricia's new book, Pathfinding, Seven Principles for Positive Living, log on to raskinresources.com. Cutting
0: edge, challenging, stimulating. You're listening to voiceamerica.com.
2: Hi, I'm Jennifer Lewis, and you're listening to VoiceAmerica.com.
0: The defendant, having been found guilty, is sentenced to a term of five years' imprisonment. The defendant will be remanded to custody immediately.
2: On June 4th, my big brother was sentenced to five years in prison for a gun crime. That day, he sentenced me to five years of walking home alone from school.
0: When you commit a gun crime, your family pays the price. Gun crimes hit home. A public service announcement brought to you by Project Safe Neighborhoods and the Ad Council. Bringing the world together. You're listening to America's Voice. VoiceAmerica.com.
4: When tax time comes, are you the person that goes to your accountant with a shoebox literally full of receipts? Stop wasting your accountant's time as well as your own by organizing your finances with the help of Joe Dunphy and Poor Richard's Shoebox. Heard
3: live every Monday at 7 a.m. Pacific Standard Time, Poor Richard's Shoebox will let you know what you can do to organize for tax time as well as how to get the most out of your retirement. So get all of your receipts together and tune in to Poor Richard's Shoebox with Joe Dunphy every Monday at 7 a.m. Pacific Standard Time right
4: here on the Voice America Radio Network. Tune in every Friday at 8 a.m. Pacific Standard Time to Voice America for Global Security with Victor Plezner. Global Security is the show that covers international security issues for all walks of life since 9-11 and what the future may present to keep our world safe. You will hear from leaders of global security companies as well as authors of books on law enforcement and terrorism. So join us Fridays at 8 a.m. for Global Security with Victor Plezner right here on America's Voice, voiceamerica.com.
0: Continuing to be the authority in Internet talk radio, you're listening to voiceamerica.com.
3: Hi, everyone. We are back. You are listening to Positive Living, and I'm Patricia Raskin. As I always say, I'm so happy to be part of Voice America's lineup because Voice America believes that information is power, The Internet is the future, and the future is now, and so do I, and that's why I'm here. My program, Positive Living, brings you practical solutions and positive principles to help you live happy, empowered, and successful lives. You can call us at 888-335-5204. We're here on Mondays at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific, and we broadcast on Saturdays at 3 p.m. Eastern and noon Pacific. And my shows are archived on my site, raskinresources.com, and you can get a copy of my book, Pathfinding, Seven Principles for Positive Living. We are talking about chronic illness and how you can live an extraordinary life in spite of it. My guest is Tom Robinson, and he is a coach, and he is a coach who works with people who have chronic illness and is committed to the chronically ill living extraordinary lives. Welcome back, Tom.
1: Thank you, Patricia.
3: Let me read you another question from your email bag that's in your website, which is chronicillnesscoach.com. Okay, here's the question to you from John. John asks, I have several illnesses, including ulcerative colitis. I have found that I need to follow a very restricted diet because if I don't, inevitably, I will have severe intestinal and other symptoms, and I will often feel very deprived because of my diet restrictions. Several times, that feeling of deprivation has led to cravings that I've given into, and then I end up having awful symptoms. How can I stop this vicious
1: That's a tough one Tom. That is a tough one and that's where to start. It is a tough one and acknowledge that. Again Mm. understand you know give yourself that compassion that this is a tough thing to deal with and you know you're not bad for having a hard time with it. There's nothing wrong with you and at the same time you see that there's consequences for you know not doing the things that take care of you best.
3: Right.
1: And so to keep those in mind and And pat yourself on the back when you do those things, and not. Did you invite him?
3: Did you give him any specific suggestions?
1: Um, I didn't talk to him individually. If I had individually, I would have given him specific things. One thing I do tell people in that kind of a situation is to keep a log of what they eat and the symptoms. You know how their health um, does afterwards, so they know what they can eat and what they can't, and how, you know, what amounts are safe and what aren't.
3: You know, one of the things I would think that might work, and tell me what you think would be for him for him to look at foods that may be substitutes that would still satisfy him. So he can't have the sugar, maybe he can have a tablespoon of honey. You yes. know, he can't have the ice cream, maybe he can have yogurt or something that tastes like it.
1: Yes, and I have told people in that situation to do that, and, and thank you for reminding me of that. Yeah, that's a, that's a really good thing to do as well. Yeah.
3: Yeah, I mean, it may not be the same, but at least it's enough to satisfy you. And um, I think just because just, it sounds to me like that question is really around the whole issue of deprivation, more right. than it is about the food.
1: Yes.
3: And it brings up that feeling of, oh, I can't have what I want. I'm never going to have what I want. I'm always going to be deprived. So if you can at least have some of what you want, <laughs> you know, it's it You can feel awful. like you're
1: not deprived. You're, you're treating yourself.
3: Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, okay, let's see. Let's see if I can find another neat question in here that somebody had asked you. All right. Um, here, Sandra asks, I have multiple sclerosis, which has progressed to the point where I need a wheelchair when I go out. I feel self-conscious, and when a lot of people need to wait for me, like when I'm being seated at a restaurant, I feel very uncomfortable. It's gotten so distressing and I'm starting to avoid going out, can you help me? Mm.
1: Uh, yeah, that's a, that's a hard one. Mm-hmm. And, 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 and again, um, I will say I'm, not, I'm repeating myself, and I will continue to do so to give yourself the self-compassion for having to deal with that because it's a tough one. Now, um, at the same time, um, you know, she can, first of all, to start with that, and then realize that it impacts on others. I mean, she's not at fault, she's not bad, and it is having an impact on others. Now, she doesn't owe anybody an explanation for doing that. She's doing what she needs to do to take care of herself. However, I think Sandra would find if she just made an apology to people, I'm sorry, you know, I have this, and you're having to wait or, you know, maneuver around me, that she'll find almost everybody is very understanding and empathetic it's no big deal Don't worry about
3: it. well as long as she gets that because the, the danger that I hear from that question is isolation that's the red flag is you know if she stops going out then she's going to get into depression because she's isolating herself right.
1: and, and no she should not she should continue to take care of herself and go out yeah absolutely uh-huh. right so it's, it's no doubt about that right so maybe
3: and I would think also sharing that concern with other people who can encourage her
1: uh-huh, yes. Um, yeah. Getting support from family and friends and, um, is, is, is definitely a good idea important in that part. In that
3: okay. You have several, you have nine ways to maximize your, your misery, and although this is positive living and not negative living, why don't I list some of them, and then you talk about how they can do the opposite. Okay. Okay? Do not be critical of yourself for having your illness and for not being able to do those things in just the way you did them before.
1: Okay, yeah. Um, like I said earlier, people do get down on themselves, and, and people, people will come up to them and say, you, say, you brought this on yourself, and, and blame them for it. And I'm saying don't buy into that. I mean, you, you know my uh, report there. I, I say facetiously the things to do to be, make yourself miserable when you have a chronic illness. And what, of course, I'm telling people is don't do this. Don't be critical of yourself. For having your illness and for having your limitations, mm-hmm. um, back again to um, being empathetic and understanding, and you know, so like you were talking about your self-talk, and your, you know, listening to your self-talk and, and uh, changing your self-talk when appropriate is really important when you have a chronic illness.
3: Right, and I think that whole self-confidence
1: confidence piece comes in there
3: too. You know, is knowing knowing um, you have to believe you're okay. Because if you don't believe you're okay, Tom, and you're too depressed, you won't be able to pump yourself up.
1: That is very true. Um, you know what people with chronic illnesses are very often unaware of? When they live with um, a chronic illness and they have to deal with all the pain and, and before they even get out of bed and all the challenges that other people they don't have don't have to deal with, with mm-hmm. healthy, what he, healthy people don't have to deal with. Um, those that are healthy, who are living with them, often admire them tremendously for doing that. Mm -hmm. And many of them do it with a smile on their face and they just take it for granted and they go about their business and live the best life they can, not realizing that those around them, you know, who are close to them and know what they have to do, just have tremendous admiration and respect for what they do. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, I know one couple, the woman with MS, her husband says she's his heroine for what she does just to get out of bed and get through the day and, and be pleasant about it and good company and get things done as much as she can. And so I would say to people with chronic illnesses, just realize that people around you really admire you for what you do. They don't, don't necessarily take it for granted. I mean, those of, those of us with chronic, chronic illnesses just think, okay, that's the way life is and this is what, we're gonna, this is what we have to do. Right. But other people think, wow, that's, that's, that's really something.
3: Absolutely, sure, because they're not dealing with that, and they know that it is easier when you're not dealing with that. Okay, here's another one um, that you say do not. Do not find as many ways as you can to relinquish the control you have over your illness and your life.
1: And that is a very important one. Um, and, and having a chronic illness, uh, that's about we're losing control. You can't do the things you used to do. And that leads to depression and, and all the things that come out of that. Now, what people often don't realize is that there are ways, many ways, that they can regain control. Maybe not in the same ways, but they can add control back to their lives. Mm-hmm. And it's really important to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I mentioned in the, in the report about a study done in a retirement or a convalescent hospital where all they did was give these patients the ability to decide what plants they had in their rooms and responsibility for watering them and then to decide what movie they watched between two or something like that but, mm-hmm. that other people in the hospital were not able to you know they just divided them up and other people were not able to do that and the difference between the two groups was remarkable the one group was much happier and mm-hmm. and um, mm-hmm. lived longer significantly mm-hmm. longer so i mean we're not i'm not talking to people who are in convalescent hospitals but the same principle applies. It makes a huge difference. Well, and there are many ways you can get control back into your life.
3: Well, and I think another one is your third point, which is, um, and I'm going to turn it around to the positives instead of don't, is really expressing gratitude and really for what you have in your life. No matter what, List, you know, sit down and list those hundred things that you're grateful
1: for. Absolutely. Um, yes, it's important to do that, Patricia. Um, people with chronic illnesses, myself included, most of our bodies are working just fine. We're thinking fine. You know, um, we're eat- different people have different limitations, but most systems are go. And, and you know, we we tend to focus on the ones that are not working the way they're supposed to, and mm-hmm. just take for granted the ones that are. And start with being grateful. To start with being grateful for the ones that are working is a real positive, a real good step. Mm-hmm.
3: And another one, we have a little bit of time left before break, sense of humor.
1: Oh, that's, 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 that's a good one. Um, studies have shown that having a sense of humor can make things better in even the worst situations. Um, and you can always find humor in, in I think, any situation, really. Mm-hmm. And uh, one of my favorite lines about that. Um, I just admire the guy tremendously, Richard Cohen, who wrote the book "Blindsided," lifting a life above illness, and he has MS and has had um, colon cancer, and he had a bag, and, and um, he was at a business lunch, and the bag broke, and he said, "I have to go now. My bag broke." You know how annoying that can be, okay. and just you know, just just wonderful sense of humor in such a
3: yeah.
1: in such a difficult situation.
3: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely,
1: yeah, and, and you can imagine awesome. the contribution to the other people there, and. You know, he couldn't have done better for himself than that. And that's not to say that the situation wasn't, wasn't extremely embarrassing and difficult. But, and he, I, he and moved I'm on. sure
3: that people really understood that completely and they, they empathized as well as laughed.
1: Yes.
3: Yeah. All right. We're going to take a break. My guest is Tom Robinson and he is a coach and he works with folks who are chronically ill. He believes they can have extraordinary lives and that's his goal. And you can log on to chronicillnesscoach.com. And you're listening to Positive Living. Um, and, folks, I'm Patricia Raskin. Stay tuned, there's plenty more. We'll be right back.
2: For an autographed copy of Patricia's new book, Pathfinding Seven Principles for Positive Living, log on to raskinresources.com.
0: Informative, educational, insightful. You're listening to VoiceAmerica.com.
2: Hello, this is Rory Garay, President of Greyhound Pets of America and host of Greyhounds Made Great Pets on Voice America. Join me every Friday at 11 a.m. Pacific and 2 p.m. Eastern for an insightful and enjoyable talk about one of man's best friends, the Greyhound. Learn about the history of the Greyhound, discuss proper obedience and training techniques, and find out more about the Greyhound racing industry and what they are doing to help the adoption effort of the former race dog. If you own a Greyhound or just love dogs like I do, join me for Greyhounds Make Great Pets every Friday at 11 a.m. Pacific, right here on America's Voice, voiceamerica.com. Go beyond success and discover a deeper meaning to life. Join host Jeffrey Gitterman and his guests, the premier thought leaders in business, Connecting your
0: world, the Internet's number one talk and information station, voiceamerica.com.
3: How can you have a better life on your terms? You can have a better
2: life because you can become better. Stop waiting for everything around you to change. Tune
1: in every Wednesday at 1 o'clock Pacific Standard Time on Voice America for Life on Your Terms with David Martin. David Martin, an internationally recognized speaker, will teach
2: you what successful people are doing. So join us Wednesday at 1 o'clock Pacific Standard Time for Life on Your Terms with David Martin. Right here on America's Voice, voiceamerica.com. Go behind the scenes of what you see, hear, and read on the news. Learn the ins and outs of public relations on Stars of PR with Cindy R. every Thursday at 7 a.m. Pacific Time. Cindy Rakowitz is a Clio Award winner and founder of Rock and Roll Public Relations who wants to share her experiences and knowledge with you. Learn how to handle a crisis, deal with celebrities, and become a terrific PR executive. Listen to Stars of PR with Cindy R. every Thursday at 7 a.m. Pacific Time here on America's Voice, voiceamerica.com.
0: The world leader in Internet talk, radio. Internet talk radio. You're listening to America's Voice. VoiceAmerica.com Hi, everyone. We are back. It's
3: Positive Living. I'm Jessica And, again, I always say that I really believe in VoiceAmerica.com, America's Voice, because Voice America believes that information is power, the Internet is the future, and the future is now, and so do I. And, really, the the whole goal of positive living is to give you practical solutions and positive principles to help you live happy, empowered, and successful lives. You can call us at 888-335-5204. Positive Living is on voiceamerica.com, on Mondays at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific, and we broadcast on Saturdays at 3 p.m. Eastern and noon Pacific. You can log on to my website, which is raskinresources.com, get a copy of my book, Pathfinding: Seven Principles for Positive Living, and listen to the archive shows that are on my site. Okay, we are talking today about not just coping with chronic illness, but living an extraordinary life with chronic illness. My guest is Tom Robinson, who is a coach, and he specializes in coaching people who are chronically ill to help them lead extraordinary lives. Welcome back, Tom. Thank you, Patricia. Okay, here are some of the other things that you think people need to do.
1: Take time for yourself. Yeah, that's really important. You know, it's surprising, in a way it's surprising, but in a way it's not. Um, People with chronic illnesses, like mothers with chronic illnesses, they focus on their families and their children, and, and they're worried about all the things that the children have to do and be and all that kind of stuff. But they don't take the same, you know, they don't take time to take care of themselves. They don't somehow feel like that's allowed. But it's not only allowed, it's essential. And so we talk about that and how they can go about doing that. And it can be difficult to fit that in, but nothing can be more important than than doing that.
3: And sometimes people will not take care of themselves as a distraction, so they don't have to be alone, instead of realizing that that time can be for self-care and self-enjoyment.
1: Right, and they pay a price when they do that. And their family pays a price, too. Mm -hmm.
3: All right, take responsibility for your medical care. Talk about that
1: one. Well, that's a big one, I think. And a lot of people with chronic illnesses aren't getting the kind of care they, they want or they think they need, but they feel like, you know, my doctor, he's the expert, and who am I to question him or his treatment recommendations? And I ask people, I suggest that they turn it around and say, okay, I'm the, I'm the customer here, and my doctor, well, you know, he's, he's kind of like my car mechanic, for my, except he's a mechanic for my body. I mean, take away the mystique, the aura, I mean, yes, they are very knowledgeable and helpful and committed people, but we're the consumer and it's up to us to get the care that we need and deserve. Mm -hmm. And so if you're not happy with it, tell your doctor so. And if they don't listen, and and there are doctors that listen and there are doctors that don't. And if your doctor is one of those that doesn't listen to you and is not willing to listen to you, then find one that does Mm -hmm. and will.
3: All right, next one. Do not dwell on your illness day and night. That's an important one, and that's what happens when people
1: start feeling sorry. Yeah, and, and you can get caught up in this, and this is a you know a real trap that people can fall into. But it's a self-perpetuating kind of thing. But on the other hand, if you don't do it, if you step out and do other things, then it it uh, comes back to you. And I give a, a tip in my suggestions there. One way to start to break that cycle is when you find yourself thinking about yourself and your illness and the symptoms and all, on and on and what's going to happen, just, just uh, have an index card or something where you make a tick mark. And just, just instead of thinking going on with it, you just stop right there make a tick mark. Okay, there it is again. And now move on, let it go, and move on. Mm-hmm. And that helps you raise the awareness mm-hmm. of mm-hmm. how your mind is working, the right. self-talk that's going on. And then, But you don't give it emphasis or attach you know, any special importance to it. You just let it go right. and move on. All right. And the second to the last one is
3: do not isolate yourself. We talked about that before.
1: Right. And uh, because that goes back to the importance of other people, uh, support groups, uh, just staying involved. Don't stay home and and mope because, you know, that's, well, we know where that's going to go. And it's it's not a pretty picture. And so, you know, uh, just keep involved. Find something that matters to you. And one of the things we have now that we didn't have before, I mean, this is an Internet radio show, mm-hmm. and, and the Internet, you know, many, most people have access to the Internet, and that's a good way to connect with people, I mean, mm-hmm. to get information and to connect with people in support groups and various other means. Okay. I, wouldn't limit, I wouldn't tell people to limit themselves to that, but it's a great first step. Right.
3: And the last one, and I think this is one of the most important ones, Imagine a future beyond your illness.
1: Right. I mean, life is not, doesn't have to be about our illnesses. It can be, I mean, there's... So have goals, have, have dreams. Goals, have goals, have dreams, yes, absolutely. I mean, one major example, of course, is Christopher Reeve. I mean, look what mm-hmm. he went through and, and the inspiration he was to all of us. Mm-hmm. Now, we don't have to be Christopher Reeve, but we can all find cause. Everybody has something they believe in, the environment, ending child abuse, mm-hmm. Uh, helping other people with our yep. illnesses, yep. all kinds of, And just, you know, don't not do that because you have an illness. In fact, do it because you have an illness. Right. Or, you know, do right. it anyway. Sometimes kind of
3: it makes you yeah. even more dedicated.
1: Yes. Yeah.
3: All right, we have a couple minutes left. So, Tom, what would you like people to get if there's one thing they get out of this program on having a chronic illness and leading an extraordinary life? What would you like them to get?
1: I would let, like them to hold that that's possible. I mean, Life does not have to be about regrets, about, oh, I wish, geez, I, my life is awful because I have this chronic illness. No, you have a chronic illness, and you know new medical advances are being made all the time, and you may end up being cured, whether you are or not. So you can have a very satisfying, fulfilling, and meaningful life, and take steps to do that. Now, look at that, keep that possibility open, get the support you need. You don't have to do it alone. If you want to get a, you know, some help with it, fine. But don't live your illness, you know, you have a life that's, that's worth living, make it that way. Mm-hmm.
3: Very good. Now, if people want to communicate with you, they, they can, can go to chronicillnesscoach.com. Right. Or they can write to you.
1: At Tom with, at chronicillnesscoach.com.
3: Okay. And they can write to you, they can get, send you your question, and you have an e-zine also.
1: And they can and, sign up for that e-zine as well. And
3: yeah. that's right on chronicillnesscoach.com. Okay. Thank you so much for being on the program.
1: My my pleasure, Patricia. Thank you for having me.
3: Yeah, I've really enjoyed it. Stay on the line. Folks, just want to talk about next week's show. Um, Next week, we're going to have on Stephen Strassler, who's PhD, clinical professor at Thunderbird, the Garvin School of International Management, where he teaches entrepreneurship. He is the author of MBA in a Day, what you would learn at top-tier business schools if you only had the time. Uh, Stephen Strassel will discuss essential business skills and concepts, including negotiation, effective communication, and leadership. And you can log on to MBAinaday.com. Okay, remember, folks, that Positive Living is on voiceamerica.com on Mondays at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific. It's rebroadcast on Saturdays at 3 p.m. Eastern and noon Pacific. You can log on to my website, which is raskinresources.com. You can get a copy of my book, which is Pathfinding, Seven Principles for Positive Living. And you can listen to the shows that have been archived on my site. And I um, just want to tell you that, that it's, it's very important that um, we really try to live the most positive life that we can that, you know, we have this life to go around once, we think. We may come around more than once, but we're here now, and you can have the kind of life that you want to lead. So until next time, I'm Patricia Raskin for Positive Living. Have a great and wonderful day.